with us today is Gordon G. Chang, and uh, he is one of the experts of what's going on in China and Taiwan, and uh, he's going to be talking about it uh, uh, and give us an update of what's uh, what's happening. Uh, and his Twitter is at Gordon G. Chang, if you want an up-to-the-minute uh, report. Uh, Gordon, uh, give us an update. What the heck is going on? Well, the most important thing are the hearings that was um, on... <coughs> Excuse me, John. Can I try that again? Go ahead. Look, yeah. Correction. Yeah. The most important thing are the hearings that occurred on Wednesday. Um, we heard about China's cyber attacking. This was not for espionage or data theft. This was for attacking critical infrastructure. And we heard from a number of people, including FBI Director Ray, about China trying to take down our grid and the other critical aspects of uh, our society. So um, there was a full airing of this, and it was good because um, this hasn't occurred for some time where you've had a lot of senior officials in the same place, in the same time, talking about what China is doing. So what, what is the latest? I mean, I just got a, a, a Twitter uh, uh, from uh, uh, Elon Musk. He says, uh, breaking news, uh, 150 uh, Democrats vote against the bill to deport illegals. What the heck is going on? So I just, uh, you know, because I said what the heck is going on, I was, I was, uh, I was wondering. Well, this is saboteurs. The issue here is that we are seeing some very, very disturbing developments. If you go back about two or three years, the Chinese who were coming across our southern borders were primarily family groups which was an indication that Chinese society was failing. Now we're seeing more and more packs of Chinese males of military age traveling without family members, pretending not to speak English. And U.S. Border Patrol knows that some of them are Chinese military. And we got to be extremely concerned because of that, for instance, that secret Chinese biological weapons lab at Reedley, California, that was discovered, which had at least 20 pathogens, including the one for Ebola, and almost a 1,000 mice have been genetically engineered to spread disease. So we have to worry that these people coming across our southern border are going to link up with facilities such as the one in Reedley that was discovered and release diseases throughout the United States. So clearly we've got to do something, and we've got to do it very fast because there are a large number of these Chinese males in our country of very suspicious nature. We were talking about that the other day, uh, uh, that we were fearing that uh, uh, they're, they're going to try to create a fifth column in our country. And uh, there's a uh, concern that uh, if you have 300 uh, uh, soldiers-type people, they can, and they have machine guns, they can go out and, and uh, wipe out Mayberry, uh, or they can wipe out Hooterville. I mean, I'm just saying a small town with nobody being able to, to do anything about it. Yes, and there are these reports, which we have seen in the last couple of days, John, of um, Chinese migrants who've come into our country in the last three or four weeks taking target practice with AR-15s. So that is extremely disturbing. Um, and when we're talking about the number of um, possible saboteurs from China, um, it numbers not in the hundreds and maybe not even in the thousands. So 
we've got to be concerned that this is an extremely large force that is uh, seeding themselves into this country, that China is creating the infrastructure for attacks on us by a fifth column. And 150 Democrats voted against them being expelled? Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I mean, have they lost their mind? I mean, it's the nicest way I could say it. Um, the economy, the economy in uh, China, I heard has problems. Is it worse than we think or better than we think? I think that it's worse than we think. Uh, China um, reported 5.2% growth for last year. Um, but um, people who have studied the Chinese economy and who have previously had very optimistic assessments of it, such as the Rhodium Group, um, said, uh, for instance, that China's growth last year was more like 1.5%. And also one can make a, um, a credible case that it was essentially zero. So really what we're talking about here is um, an economy which is underperforming. And, and John, even if it were growing 5.2%, wasn't growing fast enough to be able to um, service the debt that China has accumulated. Just to give you a sense of the problems in the property sector, um, last September, a former Chinese official in the Statistics Bureau said that there were enough vacant apartments in China to house the entire population of 1.4 billion people. And some people think that it's actually greater than that, that it's 3 billion people. But we know that this is going to come to the fore because of the liquidation of Evergrande Group, which was ordered by a Hong Kong court last Monday. So there will be some sort of reckoning. China will try to prevent it. But nonetheless, I think that this is going to have a big effect on foreign investors. Enough to house 1.4 billion people? That is mind-boggling. Vacant apartments, yes, sufficient to house 1.4 billion. And so who is financing? You know, don't don't assume we don't have all real estate experts on our show. Uh, tell me, who was financing uh, to build these 1.4 billion apartments that are vacant? There is a number of reasons for it. One of them is that government uh, in China didn't want to have a 2008 downturn, so they overstimulated, and that resulted in basically free money for um, both state and private. Uh, property developers. Um, also, because money is trapped in China because of the currency walls, people can't invest in, uh, they, they, they're forced to invest in domestic assets. So vacant apartments have become sort of like currency. Um, people buy it just to store value. And they say that about 70% of the wealth of the Chinese people is actually in the form of these vacant apartments. Um, so there have been a number of reasons why this has occurred, but right now it's of crisis proportions. Oh, almost as bad as having vacant office buildings because nobody goes to work in uh, some of our cities. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and it, uh, uh, the, the other thing, uh, do you want to say one more thing about the apartments? I mean, is there any banks that are taking hits? Or are there any banks that were stupid enough to lend money on it? Um, all the banks um, were forced to do this. Because remember, a lot of the local banks were under the thumb of provincial and municipal officials. And uh, in order to keep growth up, um, essentially uh, the government officials were working with developers um, to build these apartments. And that's why China has all of these vacant apartments. Um, and that's why we see, for instance, these videos of apartments, buildings 
being demolished um, because there's just no hope that they'll ever be uh, occupied. So there's no value in them. Correct. Well, there's actually even negative value when you start to think about it, because it makes more sense for them to destroy these buildings than to keep them um, unoccupied. Any American banks involved? Uh, not in this activity, no. Um, but American banks have exposure in China um, because they felt that uh, the Chinese economy would continue. Um, but uh, they will be burned to some extent. But this is basically... Um, Chinese, um, the big four Chinese banks, some of the development banks, and a lot of uh, the banks under the control of uh, local and provincial officials. Understood. Last question. We understand that the Chinese maybe have the ability to launch a cyber attack against us. What do you hear? Well, certainly. Um, and they've had that capability for decades. And the story here, John, is not that the Chinese can do this. The story is that the United States has known the Chinese can do this and has taken very few measures to protect networks. Our networks are vulnerable. This was demonstrated on November 25 when Iranian hackers took down a portion of the water system in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, um, and we saw um, hospital services in four states, including New Jersey, um, were affected by hackers. And other water, um, other water authorities were also hacked. So clearly there is a concerted effort to go after critical infrastructure in the U.S. Wow. And uh, what I've been telling uh, people uh, that are building uh, all-electric buildings and all electric cars that the my friends at Space Force have said to me that uh, the Chinese uh, have that button up in outer space. They can press that button and our infrastructure uh, or grid goes down. Well, the Changs will be able to drive because we have a gas-powered Chevy Trailblazer. But yes, people who have electric cars are especially vulnerable to hacking. Because that's part of the grid, and um, we have and not people that have all electric, and people that have all electric buildings, and electric stoves, and electric this, and electric that. Yes, at a time where um, this is not one of peace, John, we should be thinking about resilience. And obviously, we have a government in Washington that resilience is at the bottom of the list of uh, priorities. Well, Gordon Chang, thank you for bringing the American people up to date. And uh, let's catch up uh, again real soon. And I'll remind people, your Twitter is at Gordon G. Chang if they want 24-hour information. Thank you so much. Thank you, John.